Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I want to tell you about a contest that we have going on. It's simple to enter. Hopefully easy for you to win. It includes a package for travel, flight and hotel for two, rental car as well, $1,500 value plus a staff pass for Glazier Clinics valued at $399. And all you need to do is go to glazierclinics.com slash win. We've collaborated with Glazier to get this package for you. We have the drawing for this on December 12th, which is the five-year anniversary of the podcast. Again, go to glazierclinics.com slash win to register. This podcast is from our first year, our last episode of the season with Brian Kite. And in this one, we talk about the performance pathway and how that can help your team build its culture. So enjoy this one, Performance Pathway with Brian Kite. Welcome to episode 15 of The Leadership Journey. I am joined by our co-host, Brian Kite, and uh, it's going to be an exciting episode here as we wrap up the 2017 season. BK, uh, great to have you here. Uh, great to be here each week with you, and, uh, and really hard to believe that we've done 15 of these, spanning the 15 weeks so far of this season, and I know there's some folks who are, are listening right now still in the middle of their season or in the middle uh, towards the end, but are still competing and in uh, another season ended uh, earlier than they wanted to, but, uh, but the journey continues. And this is, this journey is probably something we'll talk about today. This, this journey is one of not a single season, but the journey of years of, of what this job and what this overall mission is for. So happy to keep it going. BK, before we get going here, I want to, kind of give a preview of what we have coming. The leadership journey doesn't end here. Uh, we have some exciting plans for 2018 uh, to continue on with the podcast. And uh, you're going to kind of break off as, as we continue to develop uh, some different voices here on what's going to become USA Football's uh, podcast network, basically. And you're going to continue on with this show um, on your own and, and bringing on some, some coaches, uh, both you know pro uh, college and high school, and continuing on with uh, all these leadership topics and, and ideas on building culture. Yes, um, you know we're gonna do. We're gonna try to do. We're not gonna try. We are. We're going to continue this weekly episode. And I'm, I, I, I'm not taking over the whole coaching coordinator podcast because you you rip these things off at a, <laughs> at an overall total pace, probably more aggressive than I can fulfill. But we are going to keep this going in the off season, starting in 2018 with weekly episodes or a weekly episode where I sit down with a coach and we talk about and strategize about how do you build leadership, how do you align the culture on your team, and how do you get players going forward. 
and we, we, you and I talked about an episode or two ago about moving the human heart, that nothing is so variable as how to guarantee the courage of your players by the qualities that you have as a coach. So I want to talk with coaches about what they do. And one of the things I'm most interested in, obviously we work with a lot of coaches and we'll, we'll pull in relationships of programs that we work with. But what I'm also interested in is who this audience wants to hear from. So I really encourage you as a listener to reach out to me, reach out to Keith, uh, email, on social, and let us know who you would like to get on this podcast. Who do you want to hear from? Who do you watch as a coach and say, boy, I would really be interested in knowing more of the inner workings of that program or that organization or how that coach does this. Maybe it's a coach who lacks resources but gets a lot of ROI out of the team. Maybe it's a coach who's consistently a perennial top contender or has a bunch of championships. Um, who do you want to hear from? Who are you interested in a really unique, one-of-a-kind interview with? Um, because we're probably going to be able to get you know, I've been looking at the weeks, so we're, we're going to do a lot of these next year. We're probably going to get 20, 30-plus coaches um, sit down. We're not going to talk X's and O's. That's, you, that's your job, Keith. We're going to talk leadership. We're going to talk culture. We're going to talk what do you do on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays to get your players ready to compete at that elite discipline standard. So I, I am fired up for 2018 I think this is going to be a one-of-a-kind resource. We are going to have conversations with these coaches that nobody else is having, and we're going to bring you a ton of really unique coaches. So let us know who you want to hear from, and we'll do our best to get them on here. Yeah, we're going to kick that off uh, in the week leading up to our national conference where you'll be speaking there as well. So uh, the the podcast uh, Leadership Journey will go on hiatus for just a few weeks here. Um, in that time space, we're going to have all of our speakers from the national conference, and we're going to talk about lessons from 2017 um, and, and start sharing those uh, in, in the first week of December. And then uh, we'll, we'll kick off this leadership journey again right up uh, near national conference and continue on through the year. And definitely excited about – um, some of the guys you're going to talk to, Brian, and, and really um, the direction that uh, this segment of, of our podcast at USA Football is going. I'm excited as well. I honestly don't know exactly what's going to happen on those. Right? You know, I, I, uh, one, of the, one of the things that I am really fired up about is there will be, you know, be coaches, and I'll, I'll for sure get a, um, a handful of guys that I'm already working with. We'll talk about what it is that we are doing and what they did before and how those things have worked together. But I'm just as interested like you guys in getting, getting coaches on who I don't know yet and finding out what it is that they do and how it aligns with the physics and, and, and getting better myself at how we help programs uh, instill and install these simple systems that produce elite results. Brian, probably the, the most exciting part for me about all of these podcasts, whether it's been with you or with coaches, it's, it's really an opportunity to learn. And uh, obviously a very mobile format, um, you know, compared to, you know, I used to write articles for USA Football and do blogs and those kinds of things. Uh, it's great to just be able to, to, to pop in your headphones and, and maybe, you know, whether you're walking or working out or uh, mowing the lawn, some guys talk about that, or, or driving to work, that this is a great opportunity to learn. And I think that's what I'm most excited about is we're going to really help coaches learn in 2018. 
Yes, we are. And what you're doing on this podcast is such a, uh, it's such a tremendous resource. First of all, being free. I mean, what you're, what you're doing for coaches in providing this free resource, we, I think we can take for granted sometimes being in 2017, 2018, how much we give away for free now and how, you know, 30 years ago, you know, what, 30 years ago, we were, what was it? No, was that 1987, 20 years ago, 1997? It doesn't doesn't feel like that. But 20, 30 years ago, if you wanted this information, first of all, going to be really hard to find. Second of all, you're probably going to have to, you're going to, you're going to pay to fly out somewhere, drive out somewhere, go to a clinic. You're going to have limited resources to the, to the particular surroundings. Hopefully you got some great coaches around you. I just, I just appreciate what it is that you're doing for this community of coaches and, and the, the years of effort you've put into getting this podcast where it is. And I hope everybody listening appreciates what, what Keith has done and what USA football is doing to be able to provide this to you guys. I'm thankful for being part of it and, uh, and, and just appreciative that we have this platform that we have this channel and humbled that, that, uh, that anyone listens to these episodes, at least that I'm on, because your time is precious. Um, the work that you guys do is, is incredibly important. And, uh, and if we're helping in any way towards the, the mission of building young people to go live a discipline driven life and win some games along the way, um, you know, just incredibly thankful and, uh, and appreciative for what you've done and the platform that you're giving us here, Keith. So well, thank, thank- you. Yeah, thank you for those kind words, Brian. And obviously, we're going to continue to do the work for coaches. And uh, that starts with this episode today. So this is kind of an overview of of everything we've talked about over the course of the season. And and I'll just run down the list. Uh, So for those of you, you know, maybe have missed some episodes, we started the season with with creating energy. Uh, We followed that up with um, having your culture in alignment. Challenges to culture was episode three. We talked about connection in episode four. Why Trust Matters was episode five. Uh, We followed that up with distractions uh, to culture, adversity. Uh, We talked about dealing with stress, Uh, in-season learning. And really, for coaches, there is is no off-season for learning. So we talked about learning in in the next episode. Uh, We followed that up with traditions. uh, And then humility, simplicity, performing under pressure, and last week we talked about accountability. So today is kind of the capstone for all that. Uh, we're going to talk about some of those ideas that have, have come up along the way and um, really give you an overview. And I encourage you, if you've missed any of these episodes, uh, go back, uh, find them. They're both on our blog, uh, and they're on, on obviously whatever feed you have for your, um, your podcast. So uh, with that said, Brian, we'll kick off today's episode. And I know you wanted to to kind of frame this out for us here in the beginning by talking a little bit about the performance pathway. Yes. Going back to actually the first episode you and I ever did together, which was not part of this leadership journey, but the, the first episode that I did on the coaching coordinator podcast, which was, I don't know what a year, a year and a half ago or so. I, I, it, it was, was actually, you know, it was, it was, it was a year ago. At it least. was about a year ago. Was, yeah. I know it was before. Yeah, and that was before the new year last year. You know, I don't think we've talked much about the performance pathway. And, and the performance pathway, for those of you who haven't heard it before, is this. It's four pieces. Leaders create the culture. 
that drives the behavior that produces results. It's the highest level systematic look at where results come from in any organization, not just a football team. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about high school, college, pro. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about a single school, a group of schools, an entire school district, or whether that is a high school, a middle school, a grade school. It doesn't matter if it's a roofing company or a global accounting firm, if it's a hospital or if it's a manufacturing firm. There is a pathway, and the pathway follows physics. The physics dictate this, just like gravity. Leaders create culture. Culture drives behavior, and behavior produces results. We can pressure test that, which as a producer, as a, as a results guy, I always want to pressure test to see whether or not that actually meets the physics. Does that stand up to scrutiny? Can I punch holes in that? And here's what we can look, and, and look at your team. Watch your favorite teams that you watch in college or the NFL. And here's what you can see. Results reflect behavior. Quality of results reflects quality of behavior. Keith, I was, I was working with an NFL client, and the, we were sitting down in the offseason, had the entire team came into the team room, coaching staff, team, everyone came in, and, I, and I, it was my very first session with them, very first meeting with them work session we had with them. And I laid out this pathway. Leaders create culture, which drives behavior, which produces results. I said, reverse engineer this, guys. The results that you guys get, your record reflects the behavior. Let me be more specific. The quality of your record reflects the quality of behavior. Quality of behavior reflects the quality of the culture. And the quality of the culture is a reflection of you as a leader. Meaning if your record isn't where it is, that's because the behavior isn't good enough because the culture isn't where it is. And if the culture is not where it needs to be, that reflects that you're not where you need to be as a leader. Do you understand that? And you kind of had this, I had the soft kind of head nods, right? You know, the people taking notes and kind of had it between the players and the, and the coaches kind of had that soft head nods. And I said, let me make it really clear for you. I said, what was your record last year? This was, you know, whenever this, whenever I was working with this team, what was your record last year? And the record wasn't, wasn't what they wanted it to be. I, I, I think at the time it was, they were, they were below 500, whatever it was. I said, what was your record? And they, and they, I'll just make it up. It was, you know, they were five and 10. Okay. Uh, I said, what was your record? I said, five and 10. I said, okay, you got five and 10 results because why? There's kind of silence in the room. Five and 10 behavior. And you, right? you, you, <laughs> there you go. You got it. When you see the physics, it immediately makes sense, and there is no escaping it. Now, the ego will want to say what? Well, we got 5 and 10 because – and then make up a bunch of stuff on the outside. And I'm not pretending like those things don't exist because we talked about them in the distractions one. We talked about those in the stress one. We talked about those in the challenges to your culture episode. Okay, I get it. Right? The physics aren't the only thing in the world. There's a lot of other stuff. But please understand, before you get to the other stuff, you've got to make sure the physics are there. If, you're getting, if you went 5 and 10 in results, it's because you got 5 and 10 behavior. Because let's reverse engineer that. If you got, and I'll just stick with, with the 16 uh, game reference point. If you engaged in 15 and 1 
behavior, you don't get five and 10 results, period. Let me speak to the high school coaches. If you engage in 10 and 0 behavior, you don't go two and eight. You don't. Now, you might go nine and one or eight and two because the ball is shaped funny and it bounces in awkward directions. Mm-hmm. Right? There's stuff that goes on in the world. But if you want 10 and 0 results, you have to have 10 and 0 behavior, a 10 and 0 culture, and you'd better be a 10 and 0 leader. You can't be a five and five leader and expect a 10 and 0 culture. You can't. You have to be the leader that builds the culture that drives the behavior worthy of and deserving of and earning the record that you actually want at the end of the year. And that has to permeate through your entire self, your entire staff, and your entire team. And that's a really difficult thing. That's why I have so much respect for this leadership journey. That's why I look at this and I say, people ask, How long does it take to build that? How long does it take? If I reasonably want to build 10-0 leaders, 10-0 culture, and 10-0 behavior to be able to get those 10-0 results, people ask me all the time, BK, how long does that take? My team, they ask. Focus three, hey, how long will that take? It's the same thing we tell all of the the Division I Power 5 coaches. It's the same thing we tell NFL coaches. Same thing we tell high school coaches. Same thing I tell CEOs. Minimum, two years. Minimum. Because why? Look at what you have to do. How long does it take? How long? And we've talked about this over and over and over again. How long does it take to change behavior, Keith? Just let's just don't even talk about results. How long does it take to change someone's attitude? Let's talk that. How long does it take to get an attitude turned around? Well, I think Brian, you mentioned that two-year point that takes that long to turn around I'd say for one thing obviously you're going to spend a lot of time talking with your players working with the weight room Um, when you think about this from a practical standpoint you're not going to face a lot of those situations um, that you have to teach some of these things till you hit a season Uh, so I I really think I agree with you 100% it's really going to take that first season a lot of attention to detail to set uh, that pathway to set that behavior, to get that mindset you need really in that first season um, to be able to turn things around. And obviously you want to make progress, you want to see things, but, but there's going to be a lot of, I think, uh, obstacles maybe in the, in the road that you're going to have to clear. There's going to be some hiccups here and there. So I think that's uh, you know, very accurate to say it's going to take two years minimum to, uh, to turn that thing around. And, and- and I and I try to be I try to make sure that I'm I'm really practical with everybody. But, you know, business leaders we're having the same conversation with, and they they want to know when it's going to turn around. You know, because they're trying to you know they're trying to minimize risk or they're trying to improve safety in a in a dangerous work environment. And we're literally talking about you know saving lives or or people not getting injured. You know, and then other businesses obviously we're we're trying to make sure help them be profitable and they want to make money. And we're talking about something like culture and behavior and attitude and discipline. We're not talking about increasing the price of a product. You know, we're not talking in football about, you know, about um, getting a defense to, you know, uh, um, improve uh, uh, their, you know, their uh, uh, third down um, conversion percentage, you know, from giving up 40% third down conversion to 22% and what that does for the team. We're, We're not talking about that. We're talking about things like, attitude. We're talking about things like belief. We're talking about things like perseverance. We're talking about things like mental toughness, these words that we use. 
And then we don't understand what the causal flow sometimes is and how long that takes because here's, here's how it works, why I say two years. I'm not just making it up. The first thing you have to do is you got to put people in a system for changing belief, changing attitude. They need to be in that system long enough for that to happen, and we need to take a proper view, a realistic view of how long it takes for that thing to change and for a person to genuinely change a belief, to genuinely change an attitude, to genuinely change a behavior pattern, like you're looking at six months of work to really put that in place. Would you agree? Like you're going to need six months of really good work for an attitude, belief, and behavior pattern to really start to shift and change in a, in a, in a way that you can observe, watch, and track. Would you, would we be on the same page with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've seen it okay. actually. I'm, I'm, you know, watching uh, throughout the course of the year here in Ohio. Uh, you know, Maslin, the Maslin Tigers, and and what they're doing. And I know Coach Nate Moore comes in after two years of of back to back state championships, and he comes in and, and his first year is kind of dismal, you know, uh, as as far as a record goes. Uh, but now in year two, uh, they really got it rolling. They're playing in the state semifinal this week, and you know, mm. I, I follow him on Facebook and just see that uh, they have the culture going the right way and they, they have a community yeah. behind them now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So the first thing is it's going to take about six months to really change a belief, attitude, and behavior pattern. Then how long is it going to take for that established belief, attitude, and behavior pattern to get good? Okay, it's one thing just to shift it. But now we're going to move from, okay, now you have it. Now I need you to what? Now I need the skill to rise, to be good enough to what? Go compete with it. Now you have to be in the competitive environment long enough for that competitive skill set to start producing. Now you need the production to be in place long enough for it to show up on a measurable scoreboard. So look at what we're doing. Look at the timeline this takes. I need the time to get it established. I need the time to get it good. I need the time to put it into the competitive arena. Then I need it to be in the competitive arena long enough for it to start showing up on the scoreboards we're actually measuring. That doesn't happen as a collective. With one person, you know, the timeline might be shorter, but we're not talking about a one person environment here. We're talking about a 50, 60, 70, 100 person environment where everybody is changing at different scales and different timelines, and there's lots of other social pressures. That just doesn't happen in less than two years, partly because of the fact of that the skills aren't in the environment to show up on the scoreboard long enough. The same thing happens for a business. I, I tell businesses the same thing. You need people to give people the time to shift their attitudes. You need them to time to get better. They need to, the time to go out and practice those new skill sets in work environments. Then you need the business cycles to be in place long enough to, for those new skill sets to show up on the, you know, the, the end of the quarter, end of the year spreadsheets where you're actually measuring your finances against. And you're trying to measure the effectiveness of a culture workshop in six months. It's impossible. It, that literally can't happen because human beings don't operate like that, let alone 100 human beings or 1,000 or 5,000 human beings inside of an environment or a school district. You need a two-year time frame to really measure the effectiveness of this. And here's the kicker, Keith. It takes two years, two years 
if you are really good at it. And I don't mean that as a discouragement. I mean that as being dead honest about this. It takes two years if you're really good at it. If you're not really good at it, or if your skill set isn't quite where it needs to be, or if other people around you are doing leadership, culture, and behavior better than you are, independent of talent and resources. If the people around you, your competitors, are doing this better, it's going to take even longer. And in today's football world, what I appreciate is you don't have two years to waste, do you? No, you don't. You do not. So do not get caught in the trap of thinking you have to make this happen faster than that. You don't. You can get it done in two years but you don't have time to spare. Now, lest you be discouraged or think, ah, because, you know, if I go out and I, if, if you tell the average person we're coming up right now when we record this, we're coming up on the new year, um, those of you listening to this might be listening to this in the first three months of 2018, uh, or you might be re-listening to this in the first three months of 2018, and you might be right in the midst of or getting ready for the new year's resolution, Okay. But if there's a lot of people out there who are saying, hey, I want to, you know, I want to get in shape. And some of you out there might be, you know, might want to just, you know, cut off five, 10 pounds. Others of you out there might have, you know, maybe a little more, might want to lose 20, 30 pounds. You know, I got a buddy working, you know, hard right now. You know, he's trying to drop like 20 pounds. You know, he's not way out of shape. He just, you know, he's got 20, he's a bigger guy. Uh, and he's like, hey, I just want to, I just want to cut. You know, I say bigger guy because you know, I'm 5'8", I think he's 6'3", 6'4". So he's like, hey, I just want to drop 20 pounds, kind of slim out a little bit. And so if I, if, if, if I were to tell people, hey, I'm going to show you how to lose 30 pounds over the next two years. So the two years from now, you're 30 pounds leaner, 30 pounds lighter, and you are in phenomenal, maybe best shape of your life since you were like, you know, 16 or whatever it would be. How many people would take me up on that offer? I'm going to help you lose 30 pounds over two years. I bet you 90 95% of people would say 30 pounds over two years. Oh man, it take that long to lose 30 pounds. No way. And then they go over those two years. Don't do the work required to lose their 30 pounds, get to two years later and be the same weight, if not more than they are right now. <laughs> what I'm saying here, what I'm saying here is the journey is the journey guys. If it's going to take two years, but it's going to get you where you want to go. Take the journey for two years. Don't be two years down the line and not exceptionally better, exceptionally more skilled, exceptionally more systematic, and exceptionally more aligned in leadership, culture, and behavior than you are today. In the same way, don't be a year or two years down the line and in the same exact shape you are in today, if it's not where you want to be and not good enough. It doesn't matter if it takes two years, if you get where you want to go and you're competing and winning, or if you're getting two years down the line and you're in much better shape and how you want to personally feel, look and feel compared to where you are today. You don't need to do it in six months or three months or this off season. You need to get it done. Okay. You need to get it done. And that's where, you know, this is where the coach in me starts to come out. Excuse me. This is where the coach in me starts to come out. Stop getting caught in the short-term quick fix. Start looking at the real objective you're trying to produce is. Start looking at where that is. 
and then commit yourself to the path, our language, the journey of getting where you need to go on whatever timeline it's going to take you and make that a long-term timeline. Two years is long-term. We get caught in the short, quick fix because what will happen is this, Keith. It'll take two years, but the impact will be immediate. The impact will be immediate. You ever got the feeling, Keith, when you're working out? Uh, what, do, you, do, you, do you work out now? Are you on like a workout schedule right now? I'm putting you on the spot with this. Are you on like a workout schedule right now? Yeah, I'm doing, actually doing a, a lot of physical therapy for my knee right now. So, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Did you, how long have you been doing it? The, uh, the about a month now. Okay. When you, when you're doing your PT, um, it's a long road, is it? It is. It is. Yeah. But when you're doing it, do you walk away from some sessions with the PT feeling some kind of positive reinforcement, a, a, uh, whether it's just, hey, I feel like I made progress today, a, a good feeling about, hey, my trajectory, even though I'm still low on the scale, my trajectory, I like the direction that I'm heading about, hey, I, I did good work today. And you just walked out, walking a little taller, feeling a little better, you know, maybe a little spring your step about where your knee could be in two years. You feel that at all? Yeah, obviously, you, you feel like you're making yeah. progress, that you are, are yeah. working towards that goal. Yeah. And then other days you feel like it just kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's, and that's really right. That that's, the, that's the natural cycle. So, yeah. So the impact though is immediate where, Oh, Hey, I'm not where I need to be with my knee, but what in the midst of that, man, I, you know, maybe, maybe in a few weeks or maybe, you know, maybe at the, maybe January 7th, you're able to walk a little longer and a little farther than you could have, you know, say back in September, October, before you were doing PT like this, because why? Because I did the PT and I'm, I'm getting an immediate payoff. It's way far away from where I'm trying to get, but I can see the impact now. My knee feels a little better. When the weather gets cold, it doesn't ache as bad. Well, you know, whatever you want, just like on your team. Yeah, you, you might not win the championship in year one or year two, but what? Man, those one or two players that turn that corner, you still got 15 that, you know, you're pulling your hair out and you're struggling with. But those one or two players that you know you got this year because of the work you did to become a better leader, that immediate impact payoff and maybe the one or two players they affect, you can look at those check marks, those checkpoints along the way. So don't be discouraged by the two-year minimum journey that this requires. There's no magic to that. It's just the work required. Look for the immediate impact for your checkpoints along the way to keep you energized, to keep you enthused and to keep you going during those inevitable downturns, those inevitable moments of doubt, those inevitable, you know, situations where you're getting challenged and pushed and there's a lack of alignment in the midst of this journey. Nobody ever achieved anything great who got it first right away or second had it be perfect progress the whole time. It takes a while and it's imperfect progress on this journey of leadership, culture, and behavior to produce the results that we want. I think the, one of the things, uh, as you talked about this, Brian, um, that came to my mind was a talk I had uh, on the podcast here with uh, former uh, Navy commander Mike Abershoff. I don't know if you've ever read his, 
his book or, or heard of him. He wrote a book called It's Your Ship. We, we've spoken with Mike a, a handful of times yeah. over, the, over the course of the years at, at conferences, yeah. And, uh, you know, Mike... Uh, a great book. Mike really uh, set up his, his culture so that they could progress from, you know, a, a very underperforming ship to one of the top or the top ship in the Navy, um, which isn't an easy thing to do, that they really turned things around. And, and the biggest thing uh, that became part of their culture, uh, and he and I had talked about this, was, was learning. Learning was a big part of their culture, understanding that uh, it is a process, right? That uh, it's, it's not like, okay, I did this, now where's the results? That you have to continue yeah. to learn, to sharpen those things. Like you said, uh, as you talked about the performance pathway, is, is performing those um, skills under the pressure of competition. Uh, so it, it, it takes time. It's a process, but I agree with you 100%. Uh, as you, as you make progress, you're going to, you're going to have those ups and downs. You're going to feel those highs. You're going to feel some of the lows when things don't go quite the right way. But the idea is that you continue to learn from those things and get better. Every single time that that's, that's, uh, that's why this stuff takes a two years or, you know, five years for some places. Um, um, you know, others might have, you know, you might have been a, a, a thirsty environment with people who've been waiting for this for a while and they're just waiting for the right leader at the right time to come, you know, bring this to them and they capture it. And in year one, you see a, a payoff, you know, again, there's no magic to this. Um, it's, it's just mechanics and there's certain mechanics that just take what they take. And I'm, I'm, let me, let me, let me steal directly from what you just mentioned and, Abershoff, who a great guy, great book, um, and more importantly, not a book, but he did it. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah, he did it. He, did he it. was an operator, a producer. He did it. He simply put words on paper and then shared it with the rest of us. Of hey, here's what I did. So it wasn't theory; it was testimony. This happened. So here's here's the interesting piece about that. There is no magic to the learning process, and there is no magic to the improvement process. There is only the work, and the work cannot be shortcut. The work cannot be skipped. The steps cannot be glided over, skipped over, or placed out of order. That's the value of embracing and grounding ourselves in the physics, and that's why we use the word physics, and it's why we use the word mechanics. So you think about this. Again, let's just stay zeroed in to the topics that we're addressing here on the leadership journey, leadership, culture, and behavior. And I'll just, I'll just go back again through the list of topics through the first 14 episodes so you can see. And we're, I'm going to keep in mind mechanics, physics, and, and the systematic way we have to move through these things. A lot of times it's called the process. And that word's kind of been beat to death. That phrase has been beat to death and it's gotten to a spot in society, especially in the coaching community where, you know, it's been, it's been uh, used so much. It's starting to lose its meaning and it's turned into a fuzzy thing, but let me try to unfuzzy it a little bit. So here's what we talked about. Create energy alignment, challenges to your culture, building a connection, building trust, dealing with distractions, handling adversity, managing stress as a coach, learning in season, traditions, humility, simplicity, performing under pressure, and accountability. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty difficult list of stuff to get really good at, let alone be elite. 
here's what's important to understand for us as listeners. And, you know, maybe one of my, my last few thoughts wrapping up, uh, you know, this episode and overview is that the, the steps for becoming elite in that cannot be skipped. The system for getting really, really good and elite at that cannot be escaped. The only thing that can happen is we can shorten the timeline of how long it takes us to get elite at that by executing the mechanics better, more intensely, with more focus, through higher quality reps, in a more intense practice format. The only thing that shortens that two-year timeline is not skipping steps. It's not getting outside of the system. It's not um, uh, ignoring something you need to be paying attention to or you think doesn't apply to you, because I promise you it does. The only thing that shortens that is through higher quality, more intense practice, more intense feedback, more intense repetitions, better quality of work on our behalf. Not grinding. I'm talking quality, skill. That's how you short circuit this. You don't skip it. You take all the same thing everybody else does, but you do it better than everybody else does, more than everybody else does, deeper than everybody else does. I'll go right back to what we talked about in episode 11, which is humility. And that's, a, that's one of the first places that a coach can get this process squeezed down. The more humility you are willing to embrace as a coach, the more ego you're willing to let go, you will accomplish things on timelines significantly shorter than other coaches because you're not letting your ego slow you down. In fact, that's probably the number one thing an ego does. Ego slows you down. It takes things that you could have gotten done in two years, and it makes it take eight years instead because you just weren't willing to be honest with yourself. And for four seasons, you resisted the feedback. And it took you eight when it could have taken you two. So give yourself a chance. And this is the same thing in life, by the way. Exact same thing in life. You want things to take less time? Start working on them better. Stop looking to skip steps and start looking at how do I do all the steps required, but do them in a better, more intense, more focused, with more energy than the guy next to me the guy behind me and the guy in front of me and put my head down and go to work for two years. That's something we've, we've talked about uh, <clears throat> a quote that comes to mind. Uh, it's on your website. It's in the book above the line. We've talked about it on the show. Uh, as you said before, average coaches have quotes. Good coaches have a plan. Elite coaches have a system and all of this is about having a system. And that system, uh, thing, it, things take place every single day. It's the attention to detail. I don't care where you are. You're, you're on the practice field. It's that every single rep of a drill and having the eyes to say that was the right way. And it, it starts with a head coach. It certainly needs the assistant coaches to be a part of it. But when you, you know, in, in situations I've been, when you figure it out, 
and you're really starting to perform at an elite level, everybody has the eyes for it. I mean, as a coach, you can almost sit back because your players are going to see it. They're going to talk to their buddies. They're going to correct them. It could be in the weight room and the way they're doing their reps. It could be uh, on the practice field. It could be in the hallway in, in, in your school and how they're interacting with people, how they're treating each other, how they're treating their teachers, etc. When everybody has those eyes towards it, you know that the system is in place. But like you said, you can't skip steps along the way or it's really going to set you back. My favorite thing that I've experienced working with high schools, and this has happened both with high school football as well as um, uh, other high school sports, including a, a number of women's sports at the high school level, is when I, we get an email from a coach or from a high school athlete who gets accepted into college, and um, they write in their essay, uh, you know, you have to write college essays, they write in their essay, um, the most important skill set in their life is E plus R equals O because they understand they are equipped with a skill set that is going to help them deal with whatever events life has in store for them. And they have a skill set to go produce whatever outcomes they want as long as their response is good enough. And they get the entrance letter back from the college and, and they say that, hey, man, one, one, of the, one of the big difference makers for them getting into college was the power of that essay and the skill set they had to go move on to the next phase of their life. I just, those are so rewarding for me to see as CEO of our organization and one of the authors of this content. Um, I love winning games. I'm a competitor, um, but I love human beings more. I, I love the young people that we're building. I love helping people become a better version of themselves as a mother, as a father, as a son, as a daughter, as a friend, as a, as a contributor to the community. So um, it, it's it's much bigger than the game, and that's why I believe in the power of football. Well, Brian, I, I certainly appreciate all you do for everybody out there, uh, especially coaches and uh, athletes in the game. Um, I'm excited about what we're going to be doing in 2018, and you're doing some great stuff on Instagram weekly. Share everybody uh, with everybody your Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving. Uh, I'm moving most of my content over to Instagram, and I'm doing a lot more video. I want I want people to be engaging with the the larger narrative of what we're putting out. And so we've been committed to video um, and clips from you know live stuff and conversations and you know daily thoughts. Um, and it really serves as a uh, almost a a daily discipline journey uh, at an individual and a, a professional level. So my Instagram is at p brian kite k i g h t. Also the same handle on Twitter as well. And you can find me on Facebook also. Brian, I appreciate a great season here, 15 weeks of it. Uh, we have some of our teams still out there playing for a state championship uh, this coming weekend. Uh, good luck to everybody out there. And thanks again, Brian, for all you did for us this season. Uh, thanks, Keith. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Again, we've pulled some strings for you, and we have collaborated with Glazier to offer that package to win a flight, hotel, rental car, and a Glazier staff pass. Go to glazierclinics.com win.